Hello and welcome to Talking SME, our quick fire round with business leaders. I'm Jane O'Gorman and I'm very pleased today to welcome Sean Brownsmith, Managing Partner at Haynes Watts. Sean, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> uh, Sean, it is clear that, that the last year has been a challenging one for many. And, and when things are tough, it can sometimes be hard to look on the bright side or, or look for opportunities. And it's, all, it's always reassuring to know that there is a safe pair of hands out there to advise. And, and I'm sure your hands are, are full at the moment and probably were overflowing in Jan. Uh, but uh, what, what would you say, Sean, was, was the biggest challenge for your clients over the last year? Um, well, it's been a busy year all round. Um, yes, January was busy, but uh, I think with everything that we've faced in the last 12 months, whether it's Brexit or, or obviously COVID-related, has thrown up lots of different challenges, um, probably similar to you or I as individuals um, in terms of looking after our own businesses, uh, whether that's uh, the search for relevant and up-to-date information, whether that's uh, our own individual anxieties and uh, or those of our teams, um, or, or just the, the changes to the way that, that we are being forced to work um, but I suppose ultimately the biggest challenge uh, when it comes down to it is managing cash and cash flow um, and certainly that's probably been uh, where we've been well more influential uh, with our clients over that period. Yeah absolutely and, and as you said you know what you you know really there is so many different factors that have been impacting on us all over, over this past year and going back to that cash flow is, you know, it's an area where I can imagine has been a primary concern and challenge for so many. And undoubtedly with your expertise, uh, you've been able to offer some guidance to help your clients overcome some of these challenges. Would you be, be happy to share an, an example of that, Sean, in, you know, in terms of cash flow and, and what perhaps some tips that you might have shared over the past few months? Yeah, sure. Well, one of the first things we did um, was look at our online um, focused and digital platform clients and uh, introduced them to, to a couple of products that are out there, which would help with some sort of free uh, three-month cash flow forecasting tools fluidly and uh, futrily. Um, so we, we added those to their platforms, which could be expanded beyond the three months, but certainly we could get them three-month forecasts for free in that period, uh, which at least gave us the opportunity to continue to look at their business um, uh, and is something we continue to do now to monitor those clients and those businesses we think maybe most at risk uh, as they've faced the different challenges over over that period um, I mean we've we've continued to do and calculate furlough claims for well up to a peak of about 120 125 clients wow. per month that's pretty um, significant increase in terms of activity as well well, that's a third of our payrolls that we're wow. furlough claims for, or we were at the peak of 
at the peak of all this and trying to keep people informed of of the changes um whether that's the gradual diminishing or all of a sudden the reintroduction yeah. of these things um, <laughs> has, has been fun and games um obviously we've also got involved in in the longer term forecasting side uh, to help clients with uh, sibyls um, particularly so we've helped clients raise um, well over a million pound in sibyls funding um along oh. we, we're we're lucky we haven't had too many to to have to to look at and where possible we've tried to manage uh, or help their the, the clients manage their uh, their cash flows with the sort of more standard funding that's available through the grants from the council the rates applications um for deferment the self-employed um, funding and obviously furlough so yeah that we look at the loan funding whether bounce back or sibyls is more of a, a last resort or mm-hmm. uh, or hopefully a war chest to to look for opportunities going forward so that um when when they do find the right opportunity to to grow um out coming out of this then funds are available at a, a lower rate to help with that um so so our advice throughout has been trying to push back applications for loans yeah. and loan funding um just to to mean that we're not stuck paying interest on something that we may not need and that we're ready for we actually need the funds when when we apply for them rather than just taking them out of hope or yeah because they're there <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah do you think there was perhaps an element of, of panic at first in the sense of oh I should do this now? I mean luckily there are experts like yourself around to perhaps manage expectations and and try and you know calm and, and plan but do you think there was a little bit of panic around that at the time and perhaps a bit of acceleration where it might not necessarily have been needed yeah I think there probably was and there was also that um that reluctance to make a decision in some organizations certainly some bigger organizations I think that's one advantage that the smaller market have we can um, make decisions more quickly but um, given that no one knew how long this was going to last etc to begin with then a quick decision to take some loan funding might mean not changing anything whereas for, for those businesses that that actually took the time to review the situation i'm sure that many of those will have benefited from making or using this as an opportunity to make some decisions whether that's to keep the status quo as it was or whether to look for for changes to create opportunities for them sure it's interesting you see that because it's almost like taking a decision to defer a decision (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But it's interesting that 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 could have been a way of actually just reacting. But nevertheless, it it was definitely a a benefit and and appreciated, I'm sure, by by many, you know, and and has certainly helped many businesses over over the last you know months that we've been dealing with the challenges of COVID and as you see I'm not going to mention the B word but everything else that's going on yeah. <laughs> but I mean indeed it's one of the one of the few times you have the the opportunity to praise the the revenue and the government systems for 
for moving quickly. Um, we all know how difficult large organisations can find it to, to change and shift. Um, but in this instance, um, they've done an awful lot in a very short space of time. And whilst it may not have been perfect, it, it certainly, I think, was smoother and better than most people could have expected. Yeah, agreed. And Sean, inter I just wanted to touch on, because interestingly, when you were talking about guidance and support and mentioning those other tools, so that I think that's such a great add-on, but having the ability to advise and provide other, other tools that can help businesses plan and manage. Are these tools ones that you were already aware of or, or, or that you've had to explore because of the current climate? Uh, no, I mean, our practice is very digitally aware and something that we'd been pushing for many years with clients was the use of cloud accounting and appropriate add-on systems. I mean, um, clearly it's not practical and possible for for everyone, but most organizations these days could have relatively sophisticated systems at a pretty low price, whether that's from data entry through to um, automatic processing of bank statements. So things like uh, Fluidly and Fritilli, we, we were already using ourselves and with some of our clients. Um, it's just that tools became available to offer, uh, offer those on more readily to the wider client base than than previously and certainly with at least no initial subscription for anybody so um, amazing that um that helps yeah definitely and i'm guessing from your your perspective as well given that you are so digital um did you feel better equipped to service your clients you know when 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 obviously we were placed in a situation where so many of us are working remotely for a business for you did that mean limited damage to how you were able to service clients because you've been so pro-digital uh, yeah I think uh, clearly whilst every client wasn't digitally focused um, for, for us and the team here whether it was our phone system that we could just lift up and work from home or whether that was our um, hosted desktop platforms or um or the use of Teams. I mean, we'd been using Teams for well over a year before any of this happened. So mm. for, for us, um, being able to pick those things up meant hopefully there was less interruption for, for clients in terms of normal service. Of course. One of a better phrase. Yeah, um, yeah. No. But, but also in terms of guiding them through some of the, the pitfalls and things that we might have previously overcome. Um, just internally rather than um, externally, um, at least being able to to point in the right direction. For sure. And it's interesting because thinking about that, you know, obviously what we do know is, you know, certainly since last March, not being able to, to physically conduct business and meet people, it has been restrictive. And we know that the digital platform has been, been high, high in demand. You know, it's multiple Zooms now, multiple teams were pretty Zoomed out, but it is showing a new way of working and a new way of meeting. And, and I can't see the future of the workplace going back to all physical meetings and all face-to-face. -face. So do you see um, 
digital is a necessary capital investment for businesses now to be able to operate and survive and grow. I think it always should have been, but mm -hmm. yes, I think, um, uh, I think uh, yes, it, more so now than ever, uh, although we do have to remember um, it's really difficult to build a team remotely if no one ever physically sees each other or gets together. How do you build that camaraderie? So it still needs to have, it, it has its place within the wider tool set of of being human, I suppose, and needing yeah. some human interaction. Of course, always very important. But we are, I think we are seeing um, possibly an accelerated advance in digital now, perhaps, because I'm certainly in discussions I've had, you know, businesses who perhaps hadn't necessarily thought about presenting other digital offerings. Um, now doing that, um, uh, and I think that may well be, or you may well be seeing that hitting the balance sheets and P&Ls of your clients for, for some time to come. Yeah, I, I think that's right. That that will continue. And no doubt, as I say, it had a place to begin with. So yeah. it, it has accelerated and will continue to do so. Um, but it's always going to be about finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we're all about balance too. <laughs> Um, do you do you see any any advantages uh, that an SME might have, Sean, over say larger corporations? Just thinking about all of these, you know, challenges that we've had to face over the the previous months and planning ahead and thinking about all of the things that you and I have kind of discussed so far. Thinking about tools, expenses, planning, staff. Are there any advantages an SME could have over a larger corporate in challenging times? I think the key is um, being able to make quick decisions and being flexible. Um, uh, I think they also benefit from the ability to tap into some of these tools at what is a relatively low cost. Um, big, big organisations can't just uh, add something on for 20 or 30 pound a month <laughs> sure small organizations can create a system that's relatively bespoke to them that's fit for purpose for for a low cost that allows them to keep on top of cash and um uh, and their forecasting a bit better when when it's really difficult to plan and only have one plan to for the next 12 months because we don't know what may or may not happen sure so do you think that means that they're they're in a position possibly to react quicker certainly if there are opportunities then yeah i mean they they should be in a position to to make swift decisions and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll see a lot more smaller organizations capitalize from the the opportunities that no doubt will be available both now and coming out of this so yeah. That's really interesting. So do you see hopefully then on that basis, this, because I'm going back to what I said right at the very beginning, that it, it can sometimes be hard to look on the bright side or look for opportunities. And thinking about that, would, you know, would you see this as, a, as an opportunity for SMEs to really uh, be able to react and be a little bit more dynamic? Yeah, I think we've probably already seen a lot of that in terms of if you think of the smaller organizations out there that have diversified or suddenly changed their 
medium for selling uh, really quickly in order to capitalize on um, capitalize on the fact that not everybody could move that quickly uh, or the change in the market and the change in the need so they couldn't offer the same service that they were before so they sure. had to do new things so yeah I think I think we've seen that a lot and I think we all know that in times of change yes some places will suffer but there'll be great opportunities for others and it's just making sure that smaller organizations are, are looking out for them as much as larger ones sure absolutely and and, and i think that's a positive kind of outlook on what has been clearly you know a, a dark few months and and hopefully obviously this is not the it's quite bitter at the moment and I think people want a bit of sunshine and want a bit of <laughs> a bit of hope so to think there might be some optimism out there is, is a good good thing to have. Um, if you could provide one kind of professional tip Sean particularly now if we're thinking about say startups and, and, and growing SMEs those who perhaps may even have kick-started that that journey um, probably maybe even say before COVID kicked in and that might have been paused or they're pivoting we've talked about looking at other channels but if you could provide one professional tip on how to cope in this climate what would it be? I think if I really only had to um, pick one it would be that cash is king um, particularly in startup but also when you're growing that monitoring the cash and just making sure that you've always got enough for tomorrow um, and and for your plans um, has got to be the the largest priority um, but I, I mean I'd also say staying positive and looking for the right opportunities um, as they come along on the basis that cash is monitored is is always um, the right thing to do for any entrepreneurial business Absolutely. And oh, was that number two, by the way, Sean, the optimism? Yeah, well, well, <laughs> Did you well, slip that in? Yeah, just, just uh, yeah, I was a glass half full sort of guy. So. Yeah, no, I mean, very useful advice, I think. And, and as much as I'm sure, you know, businesses and growing businesses are, are constantly thinking about cash, you, you know, when difficult times arise and panic sets in, perhaps sometimes that can not be the only focus. So it's good that you're you're bringing that to the fore again. But what's also really useful to know and, and the helpful advice that you've given is to look at the other means of support that you can have to do that. And by that, I mean either by talking to experts like yourself or by looking at perhaps some of these other added tools, depending on what softwares they're using, but looking at other added tools that might be able to help them manage that cash. And, and it's not necessarily something that, you know, everyone is aware of. And it's great that you've been able to share that certainly with your contacts and client base. Um, and perhaps, you know, we can have a think about some of those particular tools and we can share later too. But it's certainly been a very helpful added piece of advice to take on board today. Great. 
Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me today, Sean. I've really appreciated it. Oh, you're most welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Always a pleasure. And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed talking to me. Look out for future episodes coming soon.